She's mom to two sons, Dakota and Carson. She was born in the year of the dragon, 1988. She has several tattoos, including an anchor, a bee, and two crosses. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs Presents Brenda Song, Part 5? Part 6. Part 6? Yeah, if you can believe it. We're on Part 6. We're not even done. Are we counting Wendy Wu as Part 5? No. No? This is our seventh episode of Brenda content, including Wendy Wu, but Part 6 of our deep dive. (laughs) Wow, good for us, but mostly good for Brenda. Yeah, absolutely. I do have to say, I don't think I can do any more intros. <laughs> I have tapped like all the information I've ever found about her <laughs> yeah. has already been used as an intro. So next week, maybe you'll get something different. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, that was definitely some bottom of the barrel. Uh, I've been scraping the bottom of the barrel for like three weeks now. It's I did have like little flashbacks to you telling us about Hayden Penetier's No Regret Days tattoo. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> but fun fact, anchors uh, actually symbolize hope. So Brenda's song, mm, obsessed with me. She loves you. Oh, my gosh. Could you be more obsessed with me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she can be obsessed with you. It's like, does she have to make it so obvious? Exactly. Yeah. That's more my thing. Yeah. Um, well, last episode, we concluded by talking about Sweet Life on Deck. Um, and that brings us to the year 2009. Wow. What were you doing in 2009, Paige? In 2009, I was a spunky 14-year-old. Nice. I was a freshman in high school. I was on the golf team. And that's about it. You know, I was just thinking about you on the golf team. Because I was visiting my family and they're into golf. And I was like, wasn't Paige on the golf team? I was. I had to get a PE credit, like, to graduate high school or whatever. So my freshman year, I was like, I don't want to play any sports. I definitely don't want to be in PE. I had had, like, a traumatic middle school PE experience. So I was like, I guess I'll just play golf. PE. Yeah, who didn't have a traumatic middle school PE experience, though? I think every PE class is and was traumatic. It's, like, required. It really is. It's, like, required reading. It's, like, did you um, take, you know, your entrance exams? Did you get traumatized in PE? And did you, uh, you know, try the the mac and cheese on... (laughs) On Wacky Wednesdays. They're legendary. Uh, Yeah, a a universal experience. (laughs) The Wacky Wednesday mac and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) We all, we all, no matter where we grew up or when, experienced that. Hope, where were you in 2009? I was in Arizona. I was being a spunky teenager in Arizona, also 14. Yeah. Uh, it was it was an interesting time. I was at a very small private school with like 15 other kids and it was kind of fun, kind of weird. Okay. So, that's that's yeah. good. It was definitely fun. It was definitely fun cuz everyone was popular cuz there were only 14 of us. So it was kind oh, of an interesting. Yeah. So I mean, there were still I could still tell you like, you know, who was the most popular. Yeah. But it was uh, pretty evenly displayed, so it wasn't like the typical high school hierarchy. We would all discuss uh, Twilight at lunch every day, you know, like all it was like a lot, and we all yeah. were aware of where each other was in the series, and we were very nice about spoilers. Oh, that's good. I like to hear that. That's really nice. I had a yeah. similar experience in fourth and fifth grade. I went to a really small school. There were like four girls in my grade. Yeah. 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 So I it's hard to of, have not for high school, but kind of understand. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have too much like social drama when it's just like we should all really just get along. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's just there's just us here. <laughs> but enough about us. Question Seriously. on everyone's mind is where was Brenda in 2009? I'm glad you asked because Brenda's song was in the tri-state area of the Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Universe. That's right. 
She was in an episode of Phineas and Ferb. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Unfair Science Fair. Season 1, episode 23, if you guys want to check it out. It's pretty fun. You might remember it as um, the one where they, like, go back in time or go to Mars or they do something crazy. Uh, But Brenda's part in it was pretty fun because she played opposite of Ashley Tisdale. Oh, we love it. The girls reunited. Yes, it was so fun to get to see Maddie in London in a different incarnation, you know? So they were basically both applying to work at the hot dog stand at the mall because Jeremy works there and Jeremy is the hottest guy in the world. Naturally voiced by Mitchell Musso. The hottest boy in the world. And Candace, that's Ashley Tisdale's character, which, shout out, is my mom's name. And my mom loves that her name is Candace. Candace, yeah. Your mom's name is not Ashley Tisdale. No. Just to clarify. My mom, but my mom's like, there's never a Candace. It's always candy. And they spell it right. Oh. And then they have a whole Candace song. And my mom was like, how do I make that my ringtone? Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. I love that. I get excited when I see a character named Paige, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So do I. And I'm just your friend. <laughs> when there's a person named Hope, I will text someone about it. Like, no matter what's happening. Because it's always, like, a shock to me when someone says my name. I'm like, they're talking about Mm me? Um, But they are, Brenda and Ashley, battling to work at the hot dog stand against each other. Because they both want to work with Jeremy. But they, like, obviously it gets outrageous. And they, like, I think they end up, like, spraying each other in, like, ketchup and mustard and, like, making, like, hundreds of hot dogs. And Jeremy's like, this is too much. And I don't think either one of them gets the gig. Oh, dang it. I know. They both lose. Yep. And then I think they decide that they should be friends. Okay. We love that, though. And I might have added that last part. But it feels right. (laughs) And and I'm pretty sure that's it's how it must have ended, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They wouldn't be like... They've been through so much together. I just don't feel like Disney would be like, and and they still hate each other. Right. I mean, maybe. That is one thing I noticed rewatching The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, is that, like, from the jump, Maddie and London are really mean to each other, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to believe that they're, like, best friends. Oh, yeah. I. It's funny, in Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, Kids are really mean to each other because... So mean. Writers can't figure out how to, like, say funny things without it being the kids insulting each other all the time. And it's, like, weird to have an adult insult the kids, so the insults have to come from their friends. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm afraid you might be right about that. It can be hard to watch sometimes as a grown-up. Well... Just kids being mean. (laughs) So also in 2009, Brenda was apparently in this movie called Boogie Town. And I've done a quite a bit of research because I really wanted to watch this movie. Naturally. It is described as being like a futuristic version of Footloose where dancing is outlawed. And it's giving me like futuristic <gasps> step up vibes, like just a dance movie in the future. So I hunted high and low for this film. If it was out there, I was going to find it. But apparently it's not out there. Um, what I was able to mm-hmm. find is basically like a lost media blog that talks about this movie and says that uh, a trailer was released in 2009 and the movie itself never actually came out. Oh. Um, so, I mean, if anybody has it has access to it I don't know like I really want to see it apparently also unrelated to me wanting to watch it allegedly Brenda's song gets nude (gasps) in the film which just feels so different for her that's not something we've encountered also sorry from the name Boogie Town and from what you described I did think it was an animated movie so to hear that she's getting nude I guess I guess it's not animated or her her cartoon self is nude. <laughs> I don't believe it is animated cuz it would be weird to say that Brenda's <laughs> song gets nude if it's just a cartoon <laughs> character. 
But like I said, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find a trailer. I couldn't find an interview. I could not find anything except this one like blog that's like, does anyone remember this movie, Boogie Town? Whatever happened to it? And that is the information I got. Scrubbed from the face of the earth. Well, that's what we'll ask Brenda when we meet her. Oh, perfect. Yeah, write that down. What happened to Boogie Town? Ooh. She probably is like, I don't, I've been in so many movies, I don't even know which one Boogie, Boogie Town, Town is. Boogie Town is our Roanoke. It's like, what happened? <laughs> what happened to Boogie Town? What happened to Boogie Town? Oh my gosh, I gotta know. We carve it in a tree. Boogie Town. Boogie Town. It's the only thing that they find <laughs> of us. The last little bit of this podcast existing oh my gosh oh my gosh um also in Uh, 2009 we talked about it a little bit last time but uh wizards on deck with hannah montana that was this year it was another you know crossover special on the disney channel this time it was iconic wizards of waverly place sweet life on deck and hannah montana and it all takes place on the ss tipton Basically, Justin Russo wins a trip on a team cruise to Hawaii. So he brings his brother and sister. And the only reason that Alex gets to go along is because they have a school on the boat and she's failing classes. So she convinces her parents basically to let her do like summer school or like her makeup class or whatever on Mm -hmm. the SS Tipton. This is also another example of Selena Gomez was in an episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody as a kid. So there's a doppelganger situation happening once again. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's so funny. It's also so crazy because Selena Gomez talks about how she was obsessed with Dylan and Cole as a kid and wrote her names like on her childhood closet. And then even in her documentary, she like knocks on the door and they let her in and they find Dylan and Cole like with hearts around it in the closet yeah. and honestly tragically she loved Cole and then had to kiss Dylan on Sweet Life can so you imagine sad. anything worse honestly oh my gosh this is so embarrassing and I swore I would never tell you this but now I have to when I was a child and the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody came out just seeing Cole Sprouse changed me as a child, I was so obsessed with this man, I, this boy, this young boy. <laughs> I was a young girl. Man. <laughs> but I just remember, like, praying, literally praying. I was like, please, just, like, let me forget about Cole Sprouse. He was, like, haunting. <laughs> Wait, you weren't even praying to meet him? You were, like, praying God My, to God. Every waking minute, I was thinking about Cole Sprouse. I was praying to God that I would get over it. <laughs> that is crazy. I thought you were going to be like, I it's prayed crazy. to God that I got to meet him. No, it's like, God, no. please free me of this curse that is constant thought. It literally felt like a curse, Hope. I was like, I... Wait, that's how I feel about Taylor Swift. I can't stop thinking about her. Yeah, I honestly, I understand what you mean, and... It kind of felt like that, yeah, where it's like, I do I do love Taylor Swift, but it's like, I need a minute of peace. Like, just give me peace. And you could never give me peace. She literally wrote a song about how... She'll never give us peace. Head. She'll never give <laughs> exactly. us peace. But yeah, that feels really good to get that off my chest, honestly. I could write a novel with all, if I could stop thinking about that. Yeah, with the just time Taylor that Swift. you have and the energy. Yeah, and like the mental energy. Yeah. Like, what could my brain be thinking about if not Taylor Swift? Yeah. I could probably solve science. Um, One more thing worth noting in 2009 uh, that I'm excited to talk about because it is so weirdly timely for this podcast. Yes. Um, Brenda's song has only ever been in two public relationships and we haven't gotten to either one of them yet but there have been a lot of we can only assume that she secretly dated her cousin Jen yeah I mean (laughs) they had so much chemistry as cousins there's no way they didn't they didn't date um but there's been a lot of rumors over the years of people she's dated Raviv Ullman being one uh Jesse McCartney being another one The one that is all but confirmed at this point is that in 2009, Brenda's song was dating Joe Jonas. Wait, what? Wait, what? 
Wait, I thought you were going to say Trey Cyrus. What? No, no, no. That's the that's one of her confirmed like they were in a public relationship. She allegedly dated Joe Jonas in in 2009. Whoa. That is weirdly timely cuz right? Joe Jonas just filed for divorce from Sophie Turner for the listeners. I know, and to be honest, I'm like not ready to talk about it yet. No, I honestly am in really morning. sad too. Well, I'm also like I think that he's clearly very guilty of something because his camp is putting oh. out these like stories yeah. about Sophie. So I'm just like scared that we're we're going to get our bubble burst. I'm not even scared. Like, I sleep well at night knowing that someday we're going to have all the answers. Because if there's one thing we know about Joe Jonas, it's that he can't keep his mouth shut. And he will tell us all the details at some point. That's <laughs> true. Sure it. Um, but it was a thing where they were seen. They went to sushi together. And, you know, they did one of those things where it's like he ran out to the car. And then, like, a minute later, she came out and got into the car. So everyone's like, what's going on? There's also what? pictures of them hanging out at Disneyland together. She allegedly went to the Burning Up tour in 2009. Um, and then, years later, and this is what I'm talking about. Joe Jonas, he's uh-huh. always going to spill the beans. Um, he did an interview with New York Magazine and all but confirmed it. He said, um, I used to sneak out and hook up with this one girl in her car. The girl was also in the business and we thought we were screwed because we were both working with Disney. It would have been the worst thing we could have, it w- would have been the worst thing we could think of happening to us, but nothing ever came out. Oh my gosh. Wait, but also he dated a lot of people at Disney, like, and it wasn't bad for his career, right? Like, if anything, it was. I think they weren't really dating. I think they were just, like, literally hooking up. And I think they were afraid of it being found out that they were, like, just kind of in a more of a sexual (laughs) relationship than, especially during his, like, purity ring days. Mm -hmm. And Brenda literally never dated anybody. Like, we never. And I think that was probably, I think that if they weren't in a public relationship, it was probably more more her wanting to be, like, I don't want to be. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to address it because she was so private until Trace Cyrus. Yeah. Which we haven't even gotten to those years yet. So at this point, it's like she's not dated anyone. She's smart. She's a smart lady. And she's still working with Disney to this day. Like, Yeah, she's like, you know. I'm not a celebrity. I'm an actor. I am an artiste. Like, I'm not going to cloud my image with rumors of who I date because I'm just about the art. I am she's a Whitney woman. Wu. Yeah. Um, I was so excited to share that with you. <laughs> I'm, like, really sh- shaken. And I was just thinking, too, like, imagine uh, if I could be a fly on the wall for, like, the dressing rooms of – or dressing room sounds bad, but, like, the green room of, like, Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana. Just, like, all those stars and all the gossip and – who's hooking up with who and then you're telling me there was a rumored romance with joe jonas going on because joe and nick and of course nick had the situation with miley and with selena and wizards on deck specifically miley and selena also both dated dylan sprouse or miley dated dylan sprouse selena kissed dylan sprouse on dated him on the show but i'm like there's just has to be like tensions of ruin. Um, then in 2010, Brenda is in a little movie. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called The Social Network. Huh, The Social Network. Huh, I don't know if it rings any bells. Will you tell me about it? I'd love to, Hope. The Social Network is a movie about the founding of Facebook. What? Yeah, it was directed by David Fincher, written by Aaron Sorkin. Pretty uh, acclaimed movie. Pretty good movie. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was you no one missed it. No one missed it. Yeah, no. It was it it was it was an important film uh when it came out. I feel like everybody everybody went and saw the social network. Um and it was pretty good. I rewatched it for the Brenda scenes. She plays the little girlfriend of uh Eduardo, played by Andrew Garfield. Um, she's in the iconic drop the the 
just Facebook, it's cleaner scene. <laughs> oh, yes, with, um, what is it, Justin Timberlake? Yeah, freaking Justin Timberlake. I just, every time I see that man, <laughs> I just want to hit him. Um, <laughs> metaphorically, I'm not threatening violence against Justin Timberlake. No, that's good. Um, but yeah, she... That's that's her role, basically. She plays Eduardo's girlfriend. Um, and then there's a pivotal scene where she comes back from um, a trip and is mad at Eduardo that his relationship status on Facebook says that he's single. And she burns um, the scarf that he gave her. And it's really powerful. <laughs> The scarf? He got her a scarf. I think I said she went on a trip. He went on a trip and brought her back a, like a silk scarf. And she goes, when have you ever seen me wear a scarf? And he goes, this will be your first. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Aaron Sorkin. Oh, you know what? This actually made me think of a question that my yeah. friends love to ask. And I want to ask you, Hope. Please. If you could take any movie and change all of the actors out for Muppets, except one. One one remains a human. The rest are Muppets. What movie would that be? I have always answered this question with The Social Network and leave Mark Zuckerberg as the human. Uh-huh. So it reminded me of that, and I'm curious what your answer would be. Well, that's a really good answer. I think so, too. <laughs> Um, especially because I feel like the Winklevoss brothers were really meant to be portrayed by Muppets. Yeah. And I really, I really want to see the scene where Eduardo comes in and smashes the laptop. Like, I think that would be great as a Muppet. (laughs) But also I would kind of maybe love if we got to keep Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. Well, that was my answer, not yours. So (laughs) you get to pick. How about this? We'll limit to wait, like yours was wait no your I thought yours was Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, but this I meant the Social Network was like my answer. I'm curious what like oh, movie oh. you would want to change. Oh, oh okay. Let's okay. limit it to like movies we've talked about. How about so it's not like any movie ever, like a a, a Hillary movie and Amanda movie. Okay, what if we what if we did um, a Cinderella story and the only character we kept was Fiona. AKA Jennifer Coolidge. I was going to okay, when you said a Cinderella story, my mind went to keeping uh Nomad. <laughs> Chad so Michael he's like Murray. dancing with a muppet and he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to maybe review a list of some movies. Ooh, you know what? Bring it on would be fun as Muppets. Yeah, it would. Oh, little Muppets, like, cheerleading. It would be hard to shoot because Muppets don't, like, have legs. Or it'd be easier to shoot because they don't have legs. Yeah, just close up. So All the cheerleading shots do... are just in close up. Yeah. <laughs> and and the lots of hands. Lots of hand stuff. Just yeah. like the, they just filmed the tops of the cartwheels, like, just when they're... You see the <laughs> yeah. bottom of the feet and then you see the tops of the hands, but you don't That's see it good. in full. It's really artistic, actually. Yeah, no, that's that. What a good idea. Um, <laughs> also, in 2010, this is the start of her relationship with Trace Cyrus. Um, they'll date on and off for a little while, but this is the beginning of it. 2010, her first public relationship. This baffled me. Did as it? As a child, this <laughs> blew my mind, and I was like constantly I remember I I had all the magazines I was really a tabloid girly back then like J17 Tiger Beat people teen people whatever it was I had it Mm -hmm. and I would like show pictures of Trey Cyrus to my friends and be like I don't get it I don't get it Trey Cyrus is of course the uh, older half brother of Miley Cyrus and Noah Cyrus yes and uh he's in the band Metro, Metro station. Metro station. 
I knew Metro Band wasn't right, but Metro, I was going to say Metro Card, and I knew that wasn't right either. Metro Card would be good. <laughs> Funny enough, Trey Cyrus has also been in the news a little bit lately. I know. That's what I thought you were talking about, because he recently was like, I would be more famous if it wasn't for my family. Yeah. That's what Which, he thinks. Uh, sure. Well, like, I'm. here's what I'm confused about. He says that he would be more famous if it wasn't for his family, because before... Like, Miley got big on Hannah Montana. He was already touring in Europe with his band and stuff like that. If he's talking about Metro Station, he and Mason Musso met on the set of Hannah Montana. Metro Station is Miley Cyrus's brother and Mitchell Musso's brother. And that's how they met. So it's like, I don't think you can really say that Hannah Montana, like, is the reason yeah, you're not famous. Yeah, what are you talking about? Also, Unless he's talking like, about another band. I don't care enough about Trey Cyrus to like look it up. Maybe he is. <laughs> maybe he is, but regardless, you can't deny the like nepotism that got you to the point where you were even able to be on tour. And I don't feel like anyone was was saying, oh, I don't want any more of this guy. He's related to Miley. Like, if anything, we wanted more, but you didn't give it to us. Yeah, I, you know, I'll just say I'm glad that Brenda didn't end up with him. Spoiler. (gasps) Spoiler alert. I remember once in a magazine, Miley was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Most sons can go out and buy their mom their favorite flowers. But Trace, he'll get a tattoo of his mom's like favorite flowers. Oh, my gosh. It's either Miley said that or he said that. He's like, look, mom, you'll have it forever. And I'm like, okay. Those are expensive. Yeah, Nepo, come on. You can even afford those if it wasn't for Hannah Montana. Yeah, come Hannah on. Montana pays the bills around here. Come <laughs> on. That's so funny. Um, well, that's it for 2010. She was she did the social network, which was big, huge. That was big. That was kind of her coming into like the post Disney grown up self. Yeah, in a in a critically acclaimed film. Yes, smart move. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, well, in 2011, uh, we started off with a bang with a amazing little movie called The Little Engine That Could. It is based on the book. Okay, I was going to ask are that. Are you familiar with the book? Yes, I am. My little brother had the book. I think yes. I can. I think I can. For those of yes. you who don't know. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. And actually, the original story, it's like set in Mount Washington, New Hampshire or something, uh, which is important to my family because they live nearby that region. So I was read that book a lot as a kid. So when I saw this movie, I said, that's for me. Mm -hmm. That's for me. And I asked you not to look it up. Did you resist? Yeah, I easily resisted not looking up the little engine that could. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. But I am okay. excited to hear your, your your telling of it. Oh, there's a lot to tell. So first of all, it's a absolutely star-studded cast. I would expect nothing less. Okay, so Brenda Song's character is um, named Shiny Passenger Train. Um, but I'm going to read from the cast. I'm going to read the cast, okay, to you? Okay. I want you to tell me which person isn't really in the cast, okay? I'm I've added How am I supposed to know this? I've added a fake I've added a fake one. You just want me to guess which one's fake? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. We, hey, we've done this before. Yeah, for like TV shows and people like that we should know. I did, I wasn't allowed to look up the little engine that could. You weren't allowed to do it, and now you're being quizzed. And if you get it wrong, okay. um, you do owe me 10 grand. Okay, Brenda Song, Allison Stoner, Whoopi Goldberg, Corbin Blue, Patrick Warburton, Jody Benson, Noah Cyrus, Jamie Lee Curtis. Which of these things is not like the other. I don't know. Who do you think is not There's in it? There's literally no way for me to know this. Um, I'll say Noah Cyrus, because that was going to be your red herring last time. Ah, you're right. It is Noah Cyrus who isn't in it. <laughs> you told, you gave it away last time. Then. Oh, did I? <laughs> 
Yeah, for the for the Emperor's New Groove one, you were like, I was going to say Noah Cyrus. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, let me... Uh, wow, I'm good at this I game. had some other red herrings that I and I literally just picked in the moment. I like literally looked over and I was like, who was I going to say? Some of my other red That's herrings so were um, Allison Ashley Arm, Spencer Breslin, <laughs> okay. Kirsten Storms. I, <laughs> those are good ones, though. I like those. But yeah, the voice of the little engine is... Our favorite, aka Allison Stoner. How funny is that? I love that. I I am honestly shocked. I didn't know there were that many characters in the Little Engine that could. Who are oh, all yeah. these characters? So now there ha- this version of the story is not like what you've seen in the okay. past. It was, in fact, very strange. <laughs> And I'll try to explain the plot to you as best as I understood it. Um, But essentially, the trains themselves are not hauling um, produce and, like, minerals and such. Like, the things that typically trains pull. These trains are hauling dreams, uh, they are the children's dreams, okay? And they Naturally. are bringing them their dreams, okay? And this kid is playing around, and he gets on a train that had, like, fallen asleep and ends up going to, like, the train world. And basically, okay. by entering the train world, where Whoopi Goldberg is obviously in charge... By entering the train world, the kid has broken the space dream continuum. Oh. So things start to go, like, crazy in this world, okay? Okay. And the train that fell asleep on the job that, like, became this, he was, like, a... He is, like, famous for being a great dream hauler. He's, like, a veteran dream hauler. He gets demoted because of what happened, and he becomes a track cleaner. And mm. everyone is, like, really devastated about this, especially Allison Stoner, who's like, if I can fix things, can Rusty become a dream hauler again? And... I didn't watch the whole movie, but um, from what I understand, things things turn out okay. The engine, Did they at least, I think I can, I think I can? Yeah, the engine okay. thinks I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, back to the dream world to, like, fix the space dream continuum, which is what it was okay. called in the movie, the space dream continuum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty serious okay. stuff. Yeah. And um, none of the characters have real names. It's all like, hey, little engine. Yes, blue caboose. It's me, shiny passenger train. Well, who are we to say those aren't real names? To trains, those are, you know? You're so right. Yeah, those are real train names. I need to check my bias. Check your your human privilege. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well. That's what I'm here for. Keep you in check. This isn't the only movie that came out in 2011. Are you familiar with the Sweet Life movie? I did watch the Sweet Life movie. During COVID, I caught up on almost all of the decoms that I missed since, uh, you know, aging, becoming an adult. Since <laughs> I aging. tried to watch all the ones <laughs> I didn't watch when I was younger. Uh, and the Sweet Life movie was one of them. And did you have any regrets? Do you wish that you had seen it as a kid? No. No. Um, I My only regret is, like, I wish they would have made a different Sweet Life movie. <laughs> yeah, they made a Sweet Life movie that felt like it could have been for any other twins. It's so far removed from the Sweet Life universe that it is, like, it's almost offensive. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, so it's just, like, a weird episode of Zack and Cody. It. But not, because it's, not, like, a different it, it, setting a, and different characters. Like, you're right. The only thing in common that it has in common is, like, it's about twins. Yeah, it's about twins. And I think someone wrote a twin movie, and they were like, well, we need a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody movie. We'll just change the yeah. names. This movie... 
absolutely isn't great but essentially it starts off with cody setting up a romantic date for him and debbie ryan and he's got this letter that is in perfect calligraphy that he's going to give debbie ryan that's going to explain why he's going to miss their summer together because he got into this like cool internship program and it's like a life-changing situation and so Mm. he writes this letter um to what's her face what's her name bailey He writes it to bailey and he's like it's gonna explain everything well naturally uh zach like steals the letter and like sabotages him and it doesn't go well and bailey's upset about the way that cody handled things so they kind of like break up and zach and cody are fighting and they're going on these interviews for this internship. And Cody is uh, very frustrated with Zach because Zach is, like, actively sabotaging his brother's future. And he, like, finds some keys to a, like, machine, like a, a science machine space digger thing. And he, like, gets mm-hmm. in it, and then his brother's like, oh, no, my brother is in their machine that he shouldn't be in. I'll get in the other one. And then they get in the fight, like, in the machines. Do you know what, what, what? I don't know how to describe it, but it's, like, spaceships, but they're, you know, underwater. Yeah, I mean. They're I battling. There's, like, that. a transformer battle. And it's so stupid, and it's so bizarre. Yeah. And essentially they end up being offered this like twin internship and it's the only internship that Cody can get now and it would still be good for their career but it would mean that they'd have to get along as twins and so they do it despite you know not wanting to even though for two series six seasons of television they pretty much do everything together and get along 99% 99% of the time. Yeah. In this. Now the big conflict is like, can they put their differences aside and just be brothers? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've, that's what we've seen them do a lot. Yeah. It's kind of their thing. <laughs> oh, I, 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 uh, you guys yeah. are familiar. Uh, so during all of this time, London is, uh, having some strange experiences and, um, it's later revealed that London can talk to animals. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course she can. <laughs> yeah. So. What do you mean? But she's. It's the sweet life of Dr. Doolittle, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So as long as we're all um, on board yeah. with that. <laughs> Hope you're acting like you didn't know London Tipton could talk to animals. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was um, an interesting detail to add in the movie (laughs) yeah which so i noticed some moments in this movie though like cody's kind of a pervert like he follows this girl because she's like pretty and he like wants to like look at her ass and then there's cody does when he has a girlfriend or i guess he just got broken up with i i I wrote in my notes cody is a pervert so i think i meant but honestly i've always felt like zach should have been cody and cody should have been zach I don't feel like their names match. You think the name should have been swapped, but, like, the characters should stay the same? Yeah, I think that Zach should be the smart one and Cody should be the dumb one. Well, there was an episode um, yeah. where that was the that was the plot, so. And that was that was a good episode. Finally, I was like, that makes they sense. They answered all your questions. That makes sense. <laughs> um, I just feel like, I just feel like they named them wrong. But there's even something called The Merge, which basically they are at this twin camp and they're getting like experimented on and there's a moment where a procedure is done and it's called the merge okay uh so naturally he thinks it's about sex and i'm like this is a disney movie on the disney channel yeah he's like oh like the merge oh my gosh they're making sex jokes yes like at least implied sex jokes also like what is it? It's like Nellie and Belly or whatever, the two blonde girls who are in um, the British ones. The British from ones Legally from Legally Blondes. They're literally like acting as if they're in a porn. Like that's how bad their lines and 
choreography. Like, it was weird. It was a weird movie. Also, way too many blonde-eyed or blue-eyed, blonde-haired twins in this movie. It wasn't just Zach and Cody and the British girls who had blonde hair and blue eyes. There was, like, two other sets of twins. I'm like, are there not other types of twins out there? It's just bad casting to do that many blondes. Times two. Yeah. Immediately doubled. Yeah. Um, So I'm still kind of stuck on Brenda Song being able to talk to animals. But if you're not, if, if if you're ready to move on. Oh, yeah, we all knew. (laughs) I'm just kidding. What do you want? Is there more you want to say about it? No, I just mean like emotionally, I don't. You just need time. Yeah, I need time to process. So I don't really have anything else to say um, about about the movie other than I need time emotionally. Okay, yeah, that's understandable. (laughs) That's fine. Um, A moment of silence. I love that Brenda Song <laughs> went from the social network to the Sweet Life movie. That is the sign of an icon <laughs> to me. Um, also in 2011, she was in a short film called Don Cheadle is Captain Planet. Uh, there's not a lot of information out there about this, but it stars Don Cheadle. Oh. Um, and the premise is lumberjacks are cutting down trees. But with five powerful rings, Captain Planet is summoned to help plant more trees. But then he goes mad insane. I think it was written by... Um, mad insane. Yeah, it was written by a, a, a patron of IMDb. Um, it's only two minutes long. Like I said, there's not a lot of information. Don Cheadle's in it. Gillian Jacobs. Oh. Uh, William Mosley from the Narnia movies. Oh, I had such a crush um, on him. Me too. He was so handsome. He's still he's, so handsome. Yeah, he's still my type. William, if you're out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about My Dog's Christmas Miracle? Do you watch this one? Okay, I want you to know I tried so hard to watch it. I'm very close to wanting to order it on Amazon. It is a movie where it's a live action movie where Brenda Song is the voice of a dog named cinnamon and cinnamon's mom is single and she's like either a widow or a divorcee and is just now like getting back into the dating scene and cinnamon is having a really hard time with it um one of the lines from the trailer is Brenda as Cinnamon saying I had a bad dream about my mom falling in love and essentially Cinnamon maybe interferes and then they have to go find her maybe she goes missing there's a lot of people going Cinnamon including Mm. one of our favorite Disney Channel dads do you have do you a guess or do you want me to say it's got to be David Deloise right nope dang I really felt confident uh, uh, Tom Virtue? No. I mean, think about our favorite show. And then the dad from that. Kind of the namesake of this podcast. Robert Carradine. Ro- that was going to be my yes. next guess. It is Robert Carradine, a.k.a. the dad from Lizzie McGuire and Max Keebler's Big Move. Um, Don't forget it. Again, I'm not sure what role he really played in the movie because it's just the trailer. But he does say, Cinnamon. There you go. So... <laughs> So if you guys want to know what the heck is up with cinnamon, go watch My Dog's Christmas Miracle. Yes, you can. (laughs) You might have to order it on Amazon. You have to order it on Amazon, but it'll probably be worth it. Brenda's 2011 is just so uh, all over the place. place. I love it so much. The Little Engine That Could, The Sweet Life Movie, Don Cheadle as Captain Planet, My Dog's Christmas Miracle, and Pixie Hollow Games, (laughs) which was a short on TV, I think for Disney Channel, isn't it? Yeah, it must be part of the yeah. the Pixie Hollow Pixies. I'm sure she is the Pixie Hollow verse, which is with Raven. Huge, yeah, yeah. We we learned with Raven how big that universe is. Oh, and ever expanding. Um, that brings us to 2012. We're already here. Yay! Uh, she was in another short film in 2012 called First Kiss. I found it online. You did? It's cute. It's I did. I watched it. It's four minutes. Quick watch. But it's basically about a guy and a girl whose first kiss keeps getting interrupted. So they just can never kiss. And at the end, they're like, 
run to each other and they're both like dodging all these obstacles that are getting in the way and Brenda kicks a dog it was really shocking that's funny (laughs) that's not like a big that's just like one of the obstacles but she kicks a dog and she's like cinnamon (laughs) (laughs) cinnamon um but it's cute it's online go go watch it if you want I'd love to if you're a Brenda fan which I am um did you watch her Key and Peele sketch? Oh, yes, I did. It is like a Power Rangers parody. And it's like, it's some other different kind of Rangers. And the joke is that they have like a diversity issue. And they're like, Blue Falcon, go. Green Falcon, go. Yellow Falcon, go. Or whatever. And they go, Black Falcon. And... um Jordan Peele is like, uh, I'm Green Falcon. I, I don't know why you I'm not Black Falcon. And they're like, they just call him Black Falcon. And he's like, this is offensive. He's like, what if I called you this? And then they're like, hey. And I think they end up like blowing up with a monster or something. But it's pretty funny. And it's like <laughs> three seconds long. I mean, or Brenda's pardon it. But it's cute. It's Power Ranger vibes. So what's not to like? Yeah. I mean, it sounds a lot like the regular Power Rangers with like some weird, subtle racism, sexism. In exactly. There. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's fun that they pointed it out in the way that they did. Um, also this year, Brenda, <laughs> Brenda was in a project called Table for Three. Um, did I watch it? The answer is yes and no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> What? Oh my gosh. This is the first time I've done this on this podcast. But um, I watched a movie called Table for Three. (laughs) And it wasn't until several days later that I was thinking about this movie. And I said to myself, where was Brenda's song? (laughs) Oh no. And I looked it up. Something that uh, people might not know is that on IMDb, often if there is a pilot that was shot and didn't get ordered to series, it'll be listed on IMDb as a TV movie. Mm. And that's what happened here. (laughs) So Brenda's song was in a pilot (laughs) called Table for Three about a young female doctor who comes home from Doctors Without Borders, only to find that her father is married to the girl that made her life miserable in school. Sounds like a fun premise. Yeah. That is the the show that we never got, the pilot that was shot that never aired. I watched a movie (laughs) (laughs) called Table for Three, starring Jesse Bradford from Bring It On, uh, Brandon Ruth from Spider-Man Returns, and Sophia Bush about uh, a guy who um, lives with a couple, Jesse Bradford and Sophia Bush, move in with Brandon Routh and uh, just kind of make his life miserable. And I watched the whole thing. (laughs) 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 Took notes and everything. And and, and it wasn't until several days later did you think, wait, several days later. Why was I watching that? It wasn't why was I watching that. I was like, did I miss Brenda's song? Was she cut from the movie? Mm. Did I just like not like I was really trying to figure it out. Um, but the show, fun tidbit, the show Table for Three was directed by Pamela Fryman, who we know from How I Met Your Father. Oh. She created How I Met Your Father um, or directed uh, several episodes of How I Met Your Father. And it was starring Scott Bakula. Um, I'd love to see that pilot if anybody has... <laughs> That pilot or Boogie Town. <laughs> Didn't Scott Bakula like have a lot of crazy political views over the pandemic or something? Is he like big on Trump or something? Um, you maybe, but you also might be thinking of Scott Bayo th- from Happy Days. Maybe I am. Was Scott Bakula he's, in Karate Kid though? Nope, not that either. Okay. Scott Bakula was in um, NCIS New Orleans most recently for like 10 years. Um, I think I am thinking of Bayo. You'd know him if you saw him. Are you thinking of Ralph Macchio from Karate Kid? Listen, whoever it is, I know who you are and I know what you did. (laughs) And you're canceled. You've made that clear. You know exactly who he is. I know who you are. Especially oh, what you so did. Funny. <laughs> oh, 
my gosh. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about Brenda on Scandal? I would love to. <laughs> okay. So Scandal is a show from the one and only Shonda Rhimes. It's a Shondaland show uh, starring Carrie Washington. And she is a fixer in D.C. And that means that she kind of crosses some lines ethically and morally in order to save somebody's reputation or help them win an election or cover something up or uncover something else. Uh, It's an interesting show for sure. Have you seen it? No. I'm familiar with it, but I haven't watched it. You haven't seen it. Well, it's not really a spoiler to say this because it is very evident in a big part of the plot from the beginning but Carrie Washington's character is having an affair with the president of the United States and so there is a lot there is a lot of drama there's a lot of scandalous stuff happening but it's like a Washington it's like a sexy Washington show it's really fun Uh, so Brenda Song's role in all of this is that she is the like assistant to David Rosen, who is a is the character's name. Uh, Joshua Molina is the actor, and he's the attorney general. And basically, Brenda's character has like gone to law school, but hasn't passed the bar exam yet. And so she's like still working for David Rosen, and he's like, mm-hmm. "You need to go home and pass the bar." or whatever it is but she has him or he has her doing so all sorts of like research projects for her and so she doesn't have a very big role um I think she I think the writing kind of changed I think they could have written more but I think the storyline went another way so it was like she wasn't mm-hmm. ne- that necessary necessarily um but i watched a lot of scandal for this and she's really doesn't have that much screen time really that's so interesting yes and so i don't want to spoil too much but i do have uh one question for you it's like a fun little quiz okay okay so about scandal yeah it's it's like a it's there's multiple choice okay okay just to give you a little like insight into the character of Alyssa. So Brenda comes to David Rosen's office with like a dossier of every phone call this character has made to her ex-boyfriend, right? And she gives her she gives her boss like this giant manila envelope full of paperwork. And something kind of whimsical falls out. Not paperwork, something inside the folder that gives us a little bit of insight into this character. So what fell out of the paper? Is it A, candy, B, popcorn, C, plastic spiders? Um, seeing as I've never seen an episode of the show, nor do I know anything about this character, I'm going to blindly guess plastic spiders. Oh, you are wrong. It is popcorn. Oh, I should have known. That's kind of the only life they really give to her character is like her being like... She likes popcorn? Well, and then the line is, and I think it must be about her roommate, but she's like, Jenny got a new popper. I think she's trying to bond with me. So you're like, okay, you've got a home life. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of popcorn in the Scandal universe, though. The main character eats popcorn all the time, and they reference popcorn a lot. Maybe so. the creator likes popcorn. I think that it's very possible. And I'm also... Trying to get the word out about popcorn. Alyssa, Alyssa talks like, OMG. She'll say stuff like that. Mm. You know? Um, mm-hmm. But since this is a Shondaland show, there is a lot of crossover between this show and Grey's Anatomy. And oh, okay. Grey's Anatomy, which has a spinoff show of Station 19 that Brenda Song is also in. So I'll get into that more later, but it's fun because she's acting with some of the same people from that universe. Station 19, a show that I interviewed to work on and they famously turned me down. So Station 19, canceled in my mind. Canceled. We know what you did, Station 19. Just kidding. I don't care. I didn't really want to work on it, but 
I was a little like overqualified for the job, so I was kind of like, "Really, you're gonna turn me down? <laughs> <laughs> you can't reject me. I you can't break up with me. I'm breaking up with you. You know, <laughs> that's how I feel about Station 19. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> well, Shonda famously likes to use her actors in. When she likes an actor, she likes to use them a lot. Kind of like Amy Sherman Palladino using the same people Mm. in Gilmore Mm. Girls playing different roles. But we have Meredith Grey's mom, dad, and boyfriend are all in this show. And on less good news, so is the dad from Seventh Heaven. No. Yes. I like immediately that's when you said not good news I knew for some reason it was going to be him yep they cut him out of the show but it's really hard I was like I thought it was him and then I googled his name plus scandal and that was oh (laughs) that was less than helpful (laughs) that's probably why he was in scandal so to like bury his search results he was hoping that that was you know the the conspiracy theory that Disney made Frozen yes. so that people, when they would search Walt Disney Frozen, that's what would come up instead of the frozen his head. head being frozen. I think they like, like the head being frozen thing. I don't think they're ashamed of that. I'm just saying it, it's it's giving it's giving that. Oh, it's definitely giving that. But my that's my pushback to that theory is I'm like, do they even feel like that was that weird? Disney's like, yeah, he froze his head. What of it? The only reason they would want to bury it is if it turned out to be true. Oh, it's true. Because it, it is kind of weird sci-fi, <laughs> weird sci-fi thing going on. <laughs> also, Walt Disney, really creative man, but also had some pretty bad ideas, <laughs> bad um, feelings towards entire groups of people and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see them wanting to just maybe bury anything about him. Yeah, except his head, which they're keeping frozen. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually hoping that Elsa's powers will revive him. Yeah, they actually created the character of Elsa to help. Yeah. (laughs) If enough people believe in her, she'll she'll be real. Yeah. Well, that brings us to 2013. Brenda Song was in four episodes of New Girl. Yeah, she was. Um, Have you watched New Girl? I have, and I did. You and remember, I remember Brenda Song her. in New Girl? Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't. She's Winston's girlfriend, right? Yeah, for four episodes, she is. Love it. First appearance that we get from Brenda Song is in the iconic, famous episode where Nick and Jess kiss <gasps> for the first time. That scene that everyone loves and is always making the rounds on Twitter. Um, she is a girl at a bar who's basically like helping Winston learn how to pick up chicks and he thinks that she's married and then at the end she's like I'm not married I just wear this wedding ring so that people don't hit on me um she also is her character is perhaps best known for being the original owner of Ferguson the cat so when Winston breaks up with her her name's Daisy Mm -hmm. He keeps Ferguson the cat, and Ferguson the cat becomes a character um, for the rest of time. From the rest of time. (laughs) Until Ferguson passes on. (laughs) Doesn't the cat die? Supposed to have nine lives, but I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he was on his ninth. I don't know. That's the thing, you don't know. (laughs) When you adopt a cat, it's like you don't know how many lives they've gone through already. That's so true. What a valid point. That's why we need London Tipton <laughs> to talk to animals. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, that, that's really her her big her big role on New Girl. She's she has a couple of side, you know, side quests, but that's it. Well, this is kind of a fun one for me. Um, Brenda Song was then in a TV show called Dads, which I actually got to see a live taping of because my (gasps) godfather aka my godmother's boyfriend at the time now they're married um is one of the dads in dads he plays seth he plays seth green's dad uh peter regert 
he's not technically my godfather because he like wasn't there at my baptism and stuff but and he's also jewish so he likes to call himself the goy father <laughs> oh good that's good i Which like that pretty clever <laughs> yeah so before you call me a nepo baby i want you to check yourself okay he wasn't even at my baptism okay okay it's not nepotism if they weren't at my baptism and they don't get you a job. <laughs> right, that too. But mostly the baptism thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe we're going to have him as a guest at some point so we can talk about it more. But I remember being so starstruck by Brenda's song at this taping. And then after the taping, there was like a cast party situation and we got to go. And it was... <gasps> so cool I was like 19 years old it was like huge deal for me we're at this like cast party my godmother turns to me and she goes go to the bathroom and I'm like what I listen to her I don't ask any questions I go to the bathroom along the route to the bathroom I see none other than Macaulay Culkin no. Because Macaulay Culkin is best friends with Seth Green. And my godmother basically told me that so that I could see him and then compose myself in the bathroom. So then I was like in the bathroom like, oh my God. Oh my God. Literally the most famous person I've ever yeah. seen in person right there. So I basically eavesdropped on him and Seth Green all night. <laughs> and Seth Green has like a gorgeous wife. Yes. I don't know. Her name is Claire. There, She's like famously a, like a gorgeous nerd. Mm-hmm. And it's like really cute. So I saw them together. They were super cute. It's funny. Vanessa Lachey was there. She's in the show. Um, she plays Giovanni Ribisi's wife in the show. Got you. Yes. Who uh, came into my store the other day? So I should have mentioned that I saw his taping, but oh yeah, he wait he didn't recognize you. Yeah, he wasn't at the party. So if he was at the party, he probably would have. Oh oh, yeah yeah yeah. But with Vanessa was there, which was really fun because my mom, it was her fiftieth birthday, and my mom met Vanessa Lachey, which is only like relevant because on my tenth birthday, I met Nick Lachey. And it was like an iconic event for me because they're Mm -hmm. from Cincinnati and that's where I'm from. So that was very fun. We told Vanessa this. Vanessa was like so into it. She was like getting my mom drunk. She's like, it's your birthday. Like really being so sweet to my mom. Like she was so nice. Like so Cincinnati. So nice. Um, Good. And then... Macaulay Culkin goes up to my godfather and he's like, Uncle Peter! And they hug and my godfather's like, oh, I've known this guy since he was five years old. Like, I dated his aunt and I was like, what? Like, I didn't know any of this. So crazy. So then he introduces him and he's like, hey, everyone, this is Mac. Because that's what Macaulay Culkin, like, goes by. Mm -hmm. So... I shook hands with Macaulay. I was like, nice to meet you. My mom is You're like, like, Mac, was it? Mac, my mom was literally like, Max? 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 And I'm like, <laughs> Mac, mom. It's Mac. Oh, my God. And she's like, okay. Be cool, mom. And then later at the end of the night, and I swear, I must have told this on the pod before, but we're leaving this party, and it was like me, my mom, and Dave Foley – the voice of Flick um, from New Kids on Down the Hall. Or I just messed it up. but Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. He was also at this party. New Kids Down the Hall. I love it. <laughs> and as we're walking away, he, he was just like happened to be getting his car from the garage at the same time as us. I was like, I cannot believe I just met Macaulay Culkin. And this guy was like, I can't believe I just met Macaulay Culkin. And my mom was like, you guys met Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> Yes, you dumb bitch. Candace. She literally was like, I thought it was just somebody's little brother. Oh, my gosh. I was like, 
No, Mom. That is not just somebody's little brother. Oh, my gosh, Candace. We can't take you anywhere. It's one of the biggest stars of uh, our generation. Our generation. To be fair, she thought his name was Max. True. True. If he had been introduced as Macaulay, she probably would have been like, oh, like Culkin? <laughs> do you hate Do you hate that? Do you hate Macaulay Culkin because you guys have the same name? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. What a good story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, I didn't even tell you what Brenda – Brenda plays the assistant in the show, and that's all I really know about her <laughs> role in the show. But that was my experience with Jads. Wow. Great show. Before it was it was canceled, but uh, it was fun for me while it lasted. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere to watch. I would have loved to see your godfather in action. Well, you'll just have to watch Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, well. Good up. Good up. Should we, should we log off? Should we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. If you got comments, I, you slide into those DMs. I'm always looking at them. Oh, okay, <laughs> slide into Paige's DMs, guys. <laughs> no slide at History Duffs. Slide into the History Duffs DMs if you have thoughts or feelings that you want to share. Oh, those DMs. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not my personal DMs. I mean, you can slide in there, too. I'm just less likely to respond. (laughs) Well, I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this has been History Duffs Presents Brenda Song Part 6, if you can believe it.